welcome back to the Beyond the Page podcast. Today is me and Natalie back again to talk to you about different art forms that have kind of made a resurgence or comeback since the start of quarantine. Hey y'all, excited to talk with you again this week. (laughs) Excited to talk with you as well. All right, so basically kind of what brought this idea on was um, I'm sure a lot of you saw that bread making was a really big thing at the start of quarantine. Yeah, it definitely was. Did you find yourself baking a lot, Julia? So I didn't actually find myself baking uh, bread per se. I kind of went back to like what I did when I was younger, where I would just bake um, like cookies and brownies and like the simple like just add an egg kind of baking sort of thing. So that's the kind of baking that I did. Um, yeah. Did you? Yeah, I mean, I've already been like quite a baker, uh-huh. um, but uh, yeah, I definitely found myself baking even more just because you know, didn't have like a lot going on in the evening. So then I could bake during that time too, which was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and, you know, even though baking takes up a lot of time, a lot of us still needed to find other ways to keep um, ourselves entertained. And usually when that happens, I think that there's a pretty big trend in turning to uh, art and expressing yourself creatively. So while a lot of the already artistic people were making art, they maybe went to a different form than what they are, uh, were used to, basically. Um, and then the people that like usually don't find themselves expressing themselves creatively as much um, maybe did something uh, super artistic that they never thought they really uh, would be interested in, but because they had so much time, they kind of just fell into it almost and gained a new hobby. And uh, heck yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Like, it's so great. I mean, honestly, it's been so great to see people, you know, step out of the comfort zone and get into these, you know, different crafts and activities, you know, and a lot of them being art related and just to find ways to express themselves in a time that's just so difficult for all of us in different ways yeah totally I think it's super cool to um kind of just see a bunch of people that like you would normally and under normal circumstances would never see them kind of um like express themselves in this way and then I think it's super cool to just see like what their artistic voice is just because of this kind of like push to to do something so yeah I think it's super cool uh to be able to see all these people uh, all these different kinds of arts Um, Yeah. yeah. One thing I saw was um, people doing a lot of embroidery and different sewing and especially embroidery, which is interesting. It was it was actually something that was more popular even before quarantine began. But then I just started seeing more people get into it. I know Mm -hmm. my sister, she's wanted to start embroidery for the longest time. I don't know if she has. She does other artsy things, too. But um, yeah, seeing a friend on Instagram who she actually um, started embroidering. taking these old items that people had that maybe had holes in them and then patching them up with little embroidered um designs I guess um and then the money yeah and so then she took either donations or a set price it kind of uh varied but then she took that money and donated it to um different organizations that needed it at the beginning it was donating to places um because for covid relief type things and then she was also donating money to black lives matter um organizations as well there's a whole array of them and she kind of changed which one she donated to throughout but yeah it was really neat to see people kind of like what we talked about last week just making art for change in a sense yeah that's super awesome that she's doing that um and that she started doing that because of this um And similar along the same lines as embroidery or like sewing, um, it kind of makes me think of how knitting and crocheting also was a thing that kind of came back 
Um, I know that I have seen a bunch of people on Twitter making those cute little like crocheted tank tops. I don't know (laughs) if you've seen them, but I find them absolutely adorable. I had a couple different friends um, make them and I think they're just so adorable. Um, And then something else that I saw as far as like crocheting goes would be, I think, um, I don't remember uh, this person's like Twitter handle, which I... um, We'll hopefully be able to find and drop in the description. Um, but she started making a scarf based off of the weather every day in oh my uh, gosh. her country. Oh. And I, it was um, kind of, I feel like, based towards um, kind of just raising more awareness about climate change, which ties into our last podcast. But um, Love that. <laughs> I, um, I found it really interesting because she had like a little key with like, okay, red means it's between this degree and this degree on this day. And then she has like other things that like say different aspects of the weather, like cloudy and rainy and snowy. And um, I just, I found that super cool. And I, it, so it's getting closer to the end of the year. So it should almost be done actually. So that'll be exciting to see when it's done. Yeah. I'd love to check that out. So yeah, I'll definitely be looking for that link. Um, Yeah. And like, what's cool too about, you know, knitting and um, crocheting is it's so easy to do. I, there's oh, someone yeah. who um, who I know who's been doing it on Zoom calls, actually. And it's nice because you can take it easily into your home, right? You can yeah. go out and buy those supplies and then take it back with you. But, you know, there's other ones that like, um, like pottery, for example, which mm-hmm. kind of stinks because some people are able to still do pottery and express themselves through, through that form. Yeah. Um, but you know, people have found that they can't go and do that thing that they love because mm-hmm. the it's not available to them a lot of people don't have um that ceramic space um to to make that art in their own homes um and so um yeah for sure yeah it, it stinks to like see that mm-hmm. um but i know um places in the local areas um sometimes still do have studio spaces available with COVID precautions and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. It really just depends um, on the place. Um, So definitely like if pottery is your thing, just for whoever's listening, definitely check in like with your local community. Cause even if that's something that you're missing, haven't been able to get, like I know the OSU craft center isn't open, which has a ceramic space and people can't go there right now, but um, there might be a place downtown, um, you know, or in another artsy kind of avenue that, that has a studio space available and that might be kind of cool to check out. So. Yeah, for sure. I feel like there's a couple places that have been starting to open up um, in different oh, towns um, with like COVID precautions and everything like that. It, of course, depends on like where you are and what city you're in. But I feel like um, there's been a pretty big trend into like um, everyone's had like enough time to get those like COVID precautions like set up so they can start opening again. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, definitely check that out if you can. And then kind of going back to almost sewing, knitting, crocheting, that kind of realm. Another thing that I've seen a lot of is denim painting and patches on denim, which has been a big trend before quarantine. Yeah. My sister did that like well before quarantine and was actually able to make some money off of it, which was neat to see her do because she, oh my gosh. Yeah. She makes (laughs) some really great work. (laughs) For sure. I'll have to check her stuff out. But yeah, um, it's super cool to see a bunch of people just kind of like upcycling and DIYing their own wardrobe um, with stuff that they already had in their house. Um, And just again, like being able to pass more time with that. Um, And I know at least one person I saw, um, there's been, well, there's been a bunch of uh, insanely creative and uh, talented people that have been able to paint 
uh, different things on like their jeans or denim jackets. I know I saw at least one person was painting like cartoon characters on their jeans. And uh, I also think they're just so cool and unique once they do that. Like no one else is going to have that piece of clothing. So I think Yeah, it's so unique. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Popular ones that I've seen are like... um little images of van gogh's paintings yeah on like jean pockets that's always a fun one Love the jean pocket <laughs> denim uh pocket little painting just a little just a little like accent piece but it's gorgeous mm-hmm. i'm still bugging my sister to <laughs> paint a pair of my jeans and like you said you would so many but it's to be fair it's my bad i haven't given her a pair of jeans yet so okay. <laughs> it's on well, me <laughs> and then i think it's maybe both of you guys <laughs> Fault. exactly exactly <laughs> but it's gonna happen and then i'll have for sure a new little piece of clothing in my wardrobe oh, yeah. which is you'll great. have to show those off those will have to be on instagram at some point <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah for sure yeah like i said earlier it's just nice to see people finding ways to to be creative in their own homes because that's why we're spending so much of our time and like I'm there's so many things I miss doing in person one of them being theater theater is a big um part of my life and something Mm -hmm. that I love so much and it's sad to see that kind of go away but at the same time it's nice to see it come back in a new way and obviously like I like I want theater to come back like normal and being on stage but Something that people are doing is going back to radio plays. It's something that Oregon State did right away, actually, um, in spring. Oh, that's amazing. We auditioned for, yeah, we auditioned for The Importance of Being Earnest um, at the end of winter when things were still in person. Mm-hmm. And we thought this show was going to be in person. Um, and I act- I got in that show, actually. I was cast in that. And then um, as Cecily in so The Importance cool. of Being Earnest. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, everything went online. And so... They had to figure out a way to still have the show go on. Yeah. <laughs> Classic totally. saying. Um, but yeah, so they looked, <laughs> honestly. Um, but yeah, they looked at radio plays and it was something that like other shows or other colleges who were doing productions, a lot of them are on the semester system. And so they had to cancel their show. Oh. But then, yeah, because just they they had already, they didn't have time uh, to okay. go and put yeah. it onto this new medium. That makes sense. And yeah, but then luckily it was kind of fortunate with Oregon State because we weren't in any of that production mode for this new show yet. Mm-hmm. And so we could format that to be online. And so we've act- we've been able to do, um, we have, let's see, they created a podcast called Damn the Distance, which you can listen to iTunes, Spotify. If you search Damn the Distance, you'll find it. On, <laughs> like They have them on like a website like we do here. Um, and then... Um, they have The Importance of Being Earnest. They did the Spring One Act Festival on there. And then they also did Macbeth for Barden the Quad, which they do. Um, yeah, they do Barden the Quad every summer. And so they did, they kind of called it Barden Your Yard this year, <laughs> which was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they have three productions, which is just awesome to see. And other places, not just colleges, are doing more radio plays as well, which has just been absolutely wonderful you get really great voice acting experience or podcast experience however you want to view it but it's fun to be able to kind of get into that character um in in a virtual setting just in your own home and you're like okay well I really have to focus on my voice and how I'm saying this line and is this in character and so yeah so it's been a really neat process and I know for a lot of my friends who want to go into acting it's great experience for them (laughs) it's almost like a whole new kind of um acting for you guys because it's it's just strictly voice acting yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, and radio plays have been around, you know, they 
they were really popular back in the 1920s until like the 50s then like when the television really really took off um yeah for sure yeah. um which actually around 1930s 20s um was like the first time i had ever heard of like a radio play um and it was the war of the worlds the big infamous radio drama um that kind of <laughs> may or may not have caused mass hysteria and panic in America for a bit, um, for a bit, meaning like 30 minutes. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of like my first introduction to radio plays. So I didn't even know those were kind of still happening today. And I think that's super awesome that um, theaters and colleges have found a way to continue uh, producing their plays over the radio. I think it's super cool. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. And the for Oregon State, at least, um, I don't I. I didn't. I don't know which other um, places are doing um, virtual stuff. I know the Majestic Theater in Corvallis um, has some virtual things as well. Um, so, but yeah, kind of looking, you know, look at the local theaters in your community, wherever you're listening from, and see what they're doing, and see if you can support them in a way. But yeah, um, for sure. Like I was saying, like for Oregon State, um, this. Let's see. I guess. Well, it's going to be re- released in December oh, okay. um, for, like, Christmas time. And so they're doing a Christmas carol, which is super exciting. So um, yeah. So that's going to be a very fun one. So, yeah, make sure to go check out Dan the Distance as well to add to your podcast collection. <laughs> <laughs> add that to your library. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's all we really have for you guys today um i know julian and i could go on and on about <laughs> the different quarantine things we've been up to in our own lives um for sure. but hopefully totally. this <laughs> yeah on but hopefully this gave you some ideas for yourself and maybe if you're having a little lag in something and want to pick up something new try one of these check things out in your community and see what people are up to. So as far as things that going on in our community here uh, with PRISM Oregon State, we have our next volunteer meeting for PRISM on Zoom. Don't worry, you can do it from your home uh, on October 12th. Um, so check out on our socials. It's at OSU PRISM um, on all the platforms um, and we'll post the Zoom link there. And But yeah, meetings are from five to six. We're cool people to hang out with. So come hang out. Um, here's some other great ideas ideas for activities and have some fun with us and then um if you are uh writing some poetry in this quarantine time or making some art um literally all kinds of art if you can uh, upload it we'll take it (laughs) definitely so um yeah our submissions are for our annual literary magazine are due november 20th so you still got some time if you want to make something new um and submit it to us and you can submit it to us by going to our website if you search oregon state prism you'll find us um and then also uh while you're there check out our back matter blog um and on the back matter blog you can see new blog content that we post sometimes we post um submissions that didn't get into our literary magazine um other conversations like this um and we also post our podcast there um obviously if you're listening to this you found our podcast but if you're looking for other ways to listen to us we're on itunes and we are on our back matter blog as well and yeah that's all we have for you today and thank you so much for listening (music) 